Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're not actually excited about what you're doing and who you're working with, and you don't necessarily feel like this is 100% aligned with what my brand is and what messaging I want... It's going to feel just like having a job that you don't enjoy. It's going to feel like you're pulling teeth, procrastination 101, like you don't even want to work on this shit. So definitely do not say yes to all money because all money is not good money. I'm going to say that again. All money is not good money. And that definitely applies with brand sponsorships and just agreeing to work with anybody who wants to throw money at you. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. 
It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Hola, mi gente. So I actually wanted to come on here because I've been working on more brand deals as of late. And so I wanted to talk a little bit more about like what that actually looks like, because I think there's a lot of people in social media, in the influencer space or like aspiring influencers that want to have their first brand deal, but they have no idea like what the hell that actually looks like. And so, yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about what it was like for me as a blogger and then also as a social media influencer here on Yo Quiero Dinero to what that process looks like for actually becoming a quote unquote influencer. So first of all, if you associate the word influencer with just like a celebrity, let me know what celebrity it is. I know for me, Whenever I heard that word, I would always think of like the Kardashians, right? Like I think that they're probably the most famous people to like make a career here on social media. And so for a long time, I think a lot of us thought that being a social media influencer or like securing brand deals was only for like famous people, which I trust and believe. That's exactly what I thought too. I was just like, who the hell's going to pay like regular schmegular me to like do brand deals? And it wasn't until. I think 2015 was probably the first time that I did a brand deal. And so as a food blogger, I didn't really know that that was a thing you could do. I was kind of, you know, going through the motions of learning how to monetize a blog. And the thing that I had found out about was passive income when it comes to putting ads on your blog. But I didn't necessarily know how many different ways you could create income out of this space that you can build online. So the first time I was approached by a brand was to create a recipe. So that's what will happen a lot of times when you're a food blogger, you will have a company reach out to you, say, hey, love what you do. We have this product. We'd love to see what your ideas are for tying this product into a theme and creating a post that then we call a sponsored post. And so you would be featuring that item in a recipe or some original content idea. And I think the first question a lot of people have is like, where do we actually find these brand deals? So this is something that I teach both in my side hustle course and my food blogging course. I mean, not my food blogging, my blogging course, because I teach bloggers of all areas. So I think it's a good thing to start by taking a look at what are some like ideal companies that you would like to work for, whether those are companies that you frequent as a consumer or maybe it's just like cool ass company that you're like, I haven't necessarily purchased their item, but I think that what they're doing is very much aligned with like the type of people that I want to attract. I think the first thing is to do that identification process of like what ideal brands, companies would you want to work with? Then when it comes to actually getting exposure to those opportunities, I like starting with what's called influencer marketing networks. So influencer marketing networks are what they sound like. So you basically join them. They're typically free. 
I would stay away from anybody who's asking you to pay to join an influencer marketing network because why the hell should you have to pay to make money? That just doesn't make sense to me. So I joined a couple of these influencer marketing networks. And what happens is once you're a member, you know, before you actually get accepted, you have to show things like your social media footprint, your, if you have a blog, like what's the traffic like? If it was for a podcast or something like that, you would have to show like how many downloads do you have? Basically, you have to give them a reason to want to accept you into the network because they make money when you make money, right? So if you have no social media presence, if you have no platform, they're going to be like, well, what the hell are you doing here? Why are you joining? So once you have kind of established yourself in your space, you apply to these networks. And then once you get accepted, it's almost like a digital, I want to say a message board. So on these marketing networks, like once you log into their dashboard, you'll see a bunch of different opportunities. Typically what you'll see is called a brief and the brief goes over who is the brand, what is it that they're looking to accomplish, what product are they asking you to pitch or promote, what are the deliverables that you're going to be asked to complete as a part of this collaboration, what is the payment term, so what are they going to pay you, what's the exclusivity That's something that I talked about in a IG reel. Exclusivity is this idea of like, if you work with us, you're not going to work with anybody else who is considered a competitor for an X amount of time, right? So all of those things are what they're going to talk to you about in the brief. And then if that's something that you decide that you want to pitch for, basically you would apply through their portal. You would submit what your proposed idea is. They might ask you to submit a couple of different ideas just so that they can take a pick. You're going to tell them, how are you planning on promoting this content? What is it that inspires you about this opportunity, right? So it's almost like you're making a sales pitch about why you should work with them or why they should work with you. It's very much like when you're applying to a job and you're sending out your resume and you're just like, I'm the best candidate for this. This is the proof that I have. This is why you should pay me. Very similar. So then once you actually get accepted, then the clock starts, right? That's when they'll tell you when are things due What are the regular check-ins that you have to do? A lot of the times they'll ask you for drafts of your content before it gets approved to post. So you'll have to submit it to the agency that is contracting you. You'll go back and forth in order to decide like what is going to be the final piece of content that you're going to put out. And then they'll give you a due date as to when. And not only that, after posting, you typically have to submit proof that you have posted whatever it is that you agreed to. And then they will confirm that that stuff meets what you guys agreed to. And then they also want to see the metrics. They want to see the analytics. So how powerful was this collaboration? How many shares? How many likes? How many comments? Did it go viral? They want to know all of these things. And then after all that is said and done, typically you get paid anywhere from like 30 to 90 days after your collaboration period ends. So that is what the process typically looks like for securing your first brand deal. And one of the things that I think is really important, if this is something that you want to make like an income stream as an influencer, you need to have what's called a media kit. So a media kit is pretty much like a resume, but it's for influencer marketing or for anybody who wants to have like a public facing presence, right? That... You can basically, when somebody asks you, like, what are you about? What is your social media following? What is the demographics of who interacts with your content? All that stuff, that is what you would put in what's called the media kit. You would also typically include your contact information, maybe some headshots. I don't recommend putting pricing in a media kit. 
And it's almost the same if you think about it, like you would never put what your desired salary is on a resume when you're applying to a job. So I definitely do not recommend putting any type of numbers around what your services are going to cost in a media kit, because then you're basically setting yourself up to only potentially make that, right? As opposed to every brand deal that you work on should be a negotiation back and forth process. It can't be like one size fits all because the requirements that you have for working with these different companies, they're going to change. So it's like, why would you lowball yourself if one company has a budget of $10,000 and another one has a budget of $100,000? If you say I'm good working for 10, then that 100K is not going to be yours. Even if the work is more or less, whatever, that's not the point. The point is to treat every opportunity as like its own individual thing. You don't put a blanket amount on how much you want to get paid for something. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. So when I first started doing brand deals as a food blogger, I was making, I don't know, I want to say like 125 to $500 was like where I started at. And that was because my following was very small. 
because, you know, I still didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't have any experience as far as what the amount of work that goes into creating social media content and blog posts and whatever. Like, I think it's hard for us to put an amount on that because we're just not used to understanding that type of work the same way we would, you know, in a regular job. But when you think about how much you should actually be asking for, you have to take a lot of different stuff into account. First of all, how about just the amount of hours that is going to take you to create this content? That's number one. If you need to travel in order to create the content, you need to factor that in. If you need to have your hair and makeup professionally done, you need to factor that in. If you need to purchase additional technology or some kind of software or whatever that it is in order to make what you need to make, you need to factor that in. Things like exclusivity. How long is it that you cannot work with a competitor? That should also factor in because technically, if you're not allowed to work with a competitor of the brand that you're working with now for an extended period of time, let's say like three to six months, maybe in 12 months, that is like a year's worth of income that you are missing out on. So that needs to be factored in as well. And then just like accounting for the back and forth that you know inevitably is going to happen. You're never gonna get your first content like, down pack 100%, like no edits required, no drafting, none of that. So taking into account what is that back and forth process going to look like, how much time is that going to take, how much effort is it going to take, all those things must factor into your price. If you guys have any questions, I will be happy to answer questions about brand deals, how it works, what have been mine, what are some mistakes that I've made. I think some mistakes that I've made, especially in the food blogging space, were like, just accepting any deals because I'm like, well, I can't say no to money. And honestly, like when you're not actually excited about what you're doing and who you're working with, and you don't necessarily feel like this is 100% aligned with what my brand is and what messaging I want, it's going to feel just like having a job that you don't enjoy. It's going to feel like you're pulling teeth, like procrastination 101, like you don't even want to work on this shit. So definitely do not say yes to all money because all money is not good money. I'm going to say that again. All money is not good money. And that definitely applies with brand sponsorships and just agreeing to work with anybody who wants to throw money at you. It is never that serious. And if you find yourself in that place of desperation ever in your business, it's time to take a break because you need to refocus. Let's see. Purple Bird Collective asked, do you approach someone with a media kit first or do you send the message first to introduce yourself? It depends, right? So one of the things that I provide to my students is a pitching template. So like when you want to first reach out to a brand, I would just go with the pitch, right? Because they get a lot of different emails. You want to cut to the chase, essentially. So if there's a brand that you want to work with, try to find a contact email. If there's like a marketing email or social media contact, somebody that you can send a message to and literally pitch the idea. Pitch the idea, send your media kit, Let them know why you care about the brand. What is it that they have to benefit by working with you? Why are you passionate? What is your audience going to gain from this? Why does your audience care? Or why do you think that they would care about this brand collaboration? Like get straight to the point. I think that's the best way to go. How do you know how much to charge for a reel? That is a great question, Hair Loss Monita. So it's really based on how, what the terms of exclusivity are, what the deliverables are, how long is it going to take you to make this content? How long do you have to have this content out on your platforms? And so I don't actually negotiate my brand deals anymore. I have an agent who I hired earlier this year because I started getting really big brand deals. Like I'm talking like $10,000 and up. And at that point I felt like 
this is a lot of money and I don't necessarily want to be signing legal contracts and agreeing to all this stuff without having a lawyer look at this, right? Because when you're thinking about taking that type of money from people, it's a bigger risk. It's a bigger liability, not for just you, you know, right? Like taking that responsibility is a big thing. And also that brand giving you that type of money is a big thing too. So now I have an agent who handles all of my uh, brand collaborations. And one thing that I think a lot of us don't think about, which is very important as a business in general, but especially as somebody who is working with brands, you need to have what is called general liability insurance. And it's not a sexy expense as a business owner, but you have to think about, you are taking a risk by working with folks these major companies who have entire legal departments, right? Who protect their brands. If something were, God forbid, to go wrong in a brand collaboration and, you know, you go viral for a bad reason or whatever, just something happens. Somebody's like, I'm going to sue you guys because you have false advertising, whatever. If you don't have general liability insurance, essentially what's going to happen is like people can come after you, right? And they can sue you for whatever the hell it is. And we know we live in a very like, lawsuit happy environment. So if you are going to seriously become a marketing, a social media marketing influencer, whatever, you need to have general liability insurance. Now, what that actually looks like from a cost perspective is obviously going to be different based on your business model. But I would say it's typically going to cost you less than a thousand dollars a year. And that's with like a million dollars worth of protection. So if you want to find out more about that, send me a DM. I work with this cool company. It's not sponsored. It's just literally the company that I've worked with to get not only my workers' comp insurance, but general liability insurance. It's very easy. And I think I pay like $700 a year. And for me, I can sleep better at night knowing that I can enter into 100K deals, 500K deals, whatever, and not have to worry about taking on that level of responsibility of, you know, because that's a big chunk of change. And typically what's going to happen is like once you start getting to that upper level of influencer marketing where you are getting paid five, six figures, a lot of companies will require you to have that type of insurance. So it just makes sense to have it if, you know, you see yourself kind of getting to that point anyway. Yes, definitely look in the council. Protecting your whole presence on the internet is like, it's a big deal. And a lot of that has to do with knowing legally like what kind of protections you can have in place and having that support on the side. How long did you work in the blog space before affiliate income started coming in? That's a great question. I have to go back and check, but the first place that I started with affiliate marketing was Amazon Associates. So Amazon has probably one of the most well-known affiliate marketing platforms where essentially anything that is sold on Amazon, you can become an affiliate for. So what I started doing in my Puerto Rican food blog is like I would link to utensils or like cooking tools that you would need to make this recipe, right? Because there's just like specific things like a caldero or a pilong or even like spice mixes that maybe you can't find in your regular grocery store for like Latin ingredients. I started linking to those in my blog posts and so I started getting some residual income from there. When I started thinking about monetizing my podcast, that was the first place that I looked because I knew that affiliate marketing is like way easier to get into then getting like sponsorships from brands, especially when you're first starting out. So for affiliate marketing, the same way that you would join influencer marketing networks, you can join affiliate marketing networks. And then in there, you'll have like thousands of different companies that you can work with as an affiliate. You can apply, let them know how you're going to promote their links. 
and then that's it. You become an affiliate. You put your links wherever you want. That could be in a podcast, a blog, social media, whatever. And that's how you start making money. All right. What's the likelihood of getting repeat opportunities with a brand? Is it common? Oh, I've had that happen plenty of times. Like one company that I've worked with repeatedly on my food blog is Publix. So they're um, like a Southern based supermarket chain. And I've worked with them at least like three or four times. So once you have that first opportunity to work with a brand, if it goes well, right, like they will continuously want to work with you. So it's all about making that really great first impression so that you can continue to capitalize on those relationships in the future and form potentially long-term partnerships. So yeah, great questions, y'all. I just wanted to come on here. It's been a while. I want to say thank you for everybody who has continued to support my platform, listen to the podcast, sharing all the content that you're getting from just hanging out here. I love all the messages, all the reviews, all the support, and uh, just wanted to say thanks. Let me see. Is it possible to make money from a blog immediately? No. And anyone who tells you that is a liar. Building a blog takes some time, but when you have a focus strategy, when you have a niche that needs to be served, and when you have the tools such as SEO, such as what it takes to actually create an optimized blog post for the Google algorithm, you can start monetizing your blog realistically within 12 months. And I've had students that have gone through my program and they're already making money. So it really is just about the amount of effort that you put in, but it is absolutely realistic to monetize your blog within the first year. Networking groups, please tell me more. So you're asking about the networking, like influencer marketing networks, I'm assuming. So it's really just a matter of going on Google and typing in influencer marketing networks. Like you will get a list of dozens of them. Now, if any of you here are in my courses, you'll know I already have a list of those in the courses. But some of the ones that I've worked with are called Massive Sway, Social Fabric. Nowadays, I don't necessarily work with influencer marketing networks. What happens a lot, once you get to a place where like, you know, you're an established brand, companies will just pitch you. So I'm just forwarding emails all the time now to my agent and I'm like, look, you can talk to them. And so, yeah, at some point you don't really have to use the influencer marketing networks because you'll just start getting contacted by brands. But the influencer marketing networks are really good for like beginners, people who don't necessarily have that footprint. Well, thank you so much for being here. And until next time, stay poderosa. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. 
and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.